Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with Jade Rose and Paul DeGeorge about the soundtracks they recorded for Lawrence, Kansas art supply store and gallery, Wonder Fair. I couldn't seem to make any progress. Go to the second, like they also. Good evening. We welcome you on a tour through America's smallest haunted restroom. Please take a seat for the sights, sounds, and smells may overcome you. They will make you cringe, make you shudder, make your flesh crawl and your blood boil. The things you experience may be among the most upsetting, disturbing, horrifying things imaginable. It will defy all explanation. At the end of October, Lawrence, Kansas Art Supply Store and Gallery Wonderfair released two soundtracks for their store. Musician Jade Rose composed an album entitled The Sounds of Wonderfair, Volume 1, and co-owner Paul DeGeorge and his brother Joe, along with musician John Lynn, produced Sounds from the Haunted Bathroom. Site-specific soundtracks have been a thing before. See also Light in the Attic's Japan Archival Series Triple LP Kankyo Ongaku, Japanese Ambient, Environmental, and New Age Music 1980-1990, as well as RPM Records' Gypsy Creams and Ginger Nuts, sounds that swept the supermarket for but a couple. But we've never had a chance to discuss this sort of thing on the show. We sat down with Jade and Paul at the Lawrence Public Library's Sound and Vision Studio the day after they played a release party for the recordings, and discussed how everything came to be, which is why this is likely the best-sounding episode we've ever done. Thank you both for taking time out of your day to talk to me. I do appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, if you would like to introduce yourselves. I'm Jade Rose. And yeah. <laughs> and I'm Paul DeGeorge, uh, the co-owner of Wonderfair. Okay. So like, how far back did the idea of making a soundtrack, like a score for the shop, come about? Probably a couple years now. Um, it really did stem from... Uh, somebody turned me on to a um, recording that uh, Harumi Hasono did, um, the sort of famous uh, avant-garde Japanese musician. He had done a store soundtrack for um, Muji stores um, in the early 80s um, that had very limited release on cassette, um, but you know, a few years back got up on YouTube and then started making the rounds. 
And um, I pulled pulled out a copy, brought it into the store, and we're like, wow, this is really just perfect. Like, what what a great vibe this gives to the store. Um, and so as I th- sort of, like, started to find similar music, um, there's, uh, there's this sort of branch of music in Japan from the early 80s called Kankyo Ongaku, which is uh, translates to environmental music. So music that was often composed for a specific place or location. I kind of got turned on to that scene and just started to think like, well, uh, why don't we do that here at Wonder Fair in Lawrence and, and see what, what happens. Was Jade your your first uh, like thought? Like in um, terms of like when you were thinking, one of the first people you thought of when you started thinking of like who you would want to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because uh, Jade, A, uh, was living in Lawrence at the time. Jade's from here. Uh, and, um, you know, Jade, uh, we're, we're actually here recording at the Lawrence Library. And I know Jade did a lot of work on the synthesizer here. We have a a great um, modular synthesizer that the library uh, commissioned and built so people can come and goof around on the synthesizer. Um, And that was sort of the direction I saw this going was with a lot of those, um, you know, textures and and tones that you could generate on such an instrument. And I knew that Jade was also building those kinds of things. So, yeah, I honestly am struggling to think of somebody else locally that might be able to to step up to the plate on this, but maybe someday. So, Jade, how long have you been working on this? Like, when did Paul first reach out to you about this? Um, I think it was, like, last November. Does that sound right? Mm Mm-hmm. And kind of mentioned it and showed me the record. And I was like, like, I, I listened to it as like, I'm just going to do it. Like, we didn't really even talk about it that more. I was like, I'm just going to make this. And if he likes it, then then cool. And if not, then I can do something else with it. <laughs> but um, so I was like really inspired by the specific kind of like Japanese environmental music. And um, it's like just the way it didn't necessarily like try to be more than it is, I guess. It's like a nice, it like just sets like a nice feeling inside of you and doesn't necessarily like try to like amp you up or make you sad or like make you overly excited. It's just like it like is music for a space that you're in, if that makes sense. Were you given like did did Paul like give you like any like albums or things to listen to as like ideas? Yeah. um, Watering a flower. Um, Which is the Hosono Muji store soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I was just really inspired by that music. And so I was just like, I want to make this anyway. So I made it. And then I, I, I after it was done, um, I just con- I just like went into the store. I was like, yeah, I made that record. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to listen to it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It was only like a month and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. It was... <laughs> Uh, we didn't really talk about a delivery date or anything, but yeah, yeah a month a month and a half later, uh, Jade shot me an email and was like, here you go. <laughs> Did you do like any like testing or tweaking by playing it in the store to see like how it sounded like in the environment for which it was composed? Um, not really. No, but we did tour the store yes. together. <laughs> As we were talking about the project, I, I gave Jade a tour of the store. And, yeah, there was one other reference I sent, which was um, 
I think it was Yoshimura's music for yes. nine postcards, yes. um, which is sort of tangent- tangential to that um, environmental music. I don't know that that was specifically commissioned, but it has a similar sound to it. But yeah, that was that was it. We I sent I sent Jade a couple references, and we did a tour of the store, and then a month and a half later. <laughs> Being as how like it was composed for the store and everything, like how did the idea for it to have a physical release like come about? Well, I you know I think a lot about I you know I I buy a lot of music um, and I feel like we're in an age now where I just there's something important about creating a physical object and so I just don't I mean I'm not I'm not the kind of person that listens to. Um, much digital music or streaming music. And so uh, part of it is personal preference there. But um, Wonderfair in particular, as a store, is very invested in our our physical space and the space we take up in the world and in the community. And so we, we don't really sell things online. And so when it, when it comes to music here, I was thinking we want to create an extension of our store um, so why would we just create something that would only be available to stream online? Um, so we want to sell things in our store. So let's make a physical thing that we can sell to people as an artifact, I guess. So, Jade, is this like your first vinyl record? Yes. Um, actually, I I had never even used a record player <laughs> before <laughs> making this. We got the test pressings back and I was like, Jade, do you want to check it out? <laughs> She's like, I don't have a record player. <laughs> I let her borrow one, like a really trashy old turn needed needs a new needle. And she's like, This doesn't sound very good. And I was like, Oh, hold on. <laughs> so you brought it to Love Garden, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh no, it it sounds pretty much perfect. Yeah. It sounds it sounds really good now. Yeah, uh, the pressing sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. Um and Jay did you also did the mastering. Let's also point out how how talented <laughs> you are here. Uh also did the mastering for vinyl and um yeah, just sounds great. Now, now that you have it, like, I'm curious as to like why the anti-static packaging. Like, that's like a really interesting way of packaging a record. Yeah, well, right. So it's packaged in like a 12 by 12 inch anti-static uh, close closable sleeve. I guess I uh, there was another um, Yoshimura album that was made for. I think it was a he was commissioned to make music for a fragrance. And I remember seeing this, uh, it was, it got a vinyl release and it was in like a sort of like translucent green wrapper, um, that I just thought was really cool. Um, uh, I just always gravitate as a, as a record shopper, I gravitate towards like compelling and interesting packaging. Um, and I also, this being in that, sort of more minimalist vein was thinking like how do we strip all of that away um and so most records nowadays come in a a single sort of anti-static sleeve inside of a cardboard packaging so we just paired it back to just the anti-static sleeve and printed directly onto that all of the album information trying to think about like also creating packaging that would like you could potentially like hang on a wall in a store you know um wanting it to have a little bit of that um industrial um commercial look to it now in addition to this you also have a cassette coming out that's the the jingles 
from from the haunted bathroom at Wonder Fair. Right. And what what I find really interesting is like because you haven't lived in Lawrence like for a, a like a lengthy period of time like some of the songs you're singing are about businesses that you never personally went to. Yeah. Um <laughs> so the well to back up a little the uh the cassette is for um, it's not just jingles. It is um, a lot of the music that was composed for the haunted bathroom, which is a, a permanent installation at Wonder Fair. Um, and so, when you're in the bathroom, you hear a uh, a stereo uh, above the toilet that will come on uh, as part of your visit, um, a visibly unplugged stereo, um, and it sort of plays through a number of things. And my brother and I composed jingles for it, and another musician, John Lynn proposed a lot of sort of warbly synthesizer music and did a bunch of um, station IDs for a uh, a radio station, WDED 66.6 FM, music from beyond, the realm beyond maybe. Um, but yeah, for the jingles, we, you know, I, while I've only lived in Lawrence about a decade, you know, as being a, a business owner downtown, you sort of get a sense of the history Um talking to people about, like, what they love or miss in some cases about downtown and, and uh, myself included because some of the jingles are for businesses that that were opened and closed during my, my time here. Um, so trying to, you know, uh, think about downtown with, with some nostalgia, I guess, but also um, some, you know, just – I guess um, – for businesses I had never got to frequent, I would ask people like, "What what was special about that business, or what do you remember about it?" And that was sort of my my lead into writing a jingle for it. John Lynn has done music for Wonder Fair in the past, right? Like he did, did he do? Was he the one who did the music for Dead End Diner? Yeah, um, John has been a frequent collaborator to Dustin Williams, who's an artist. Um, that we've worked with on uh, several occasions now, um, usually for um, like a Halloween-adjacent haunted business installation. So, uh, And John was always doing the music. So the first one was a, a Cemetery Cinema, which was a sort of haunted video store. Um, then there was Dead End Diner, a haunted diner, um, followed by um, Frankenstein, which was a sort of haunted office company nondescript office. Um, and then the um, Dustin is the lead artist also on our haunted bathroom. So he brought in John um, to do some stuff for that. And my brother and I supplemented with the, the jingle writing. My brother, uh, I should say, does have his own jingle writing business. Um, they haven't really gotten any paid clients yet, but they did uh, on spec do jingles for about 70 businesses in Providence, Rhode <laughs> Island. <laughs> Under the name Ocean State Jingle Lot. So, uh, sort of to wrap up, like last night, you both performed a lot of the music that was composed for this space live in the space. What was it like to take those songs from like strictly a recording pros- project and perform them for a, a crowd? Um, I it was. It was really fun, actually. Um, so a lot of this music, um, I wrote it specifically to kind of like not necessarily like grab your attention and like uh, like 
like a pop song would grab your attention. It would more like kind of like just add to whatever you're experiencing. Like the friends I've showed it to, um, like it's like specifically people like it for like studying or just having, you know, it's like good for like having on in the house and just kind of like kind of more like augmenting your kind of whatever you're experiencing in a way. I wanted to make music that would sort of add to an experience, not necessarily like demand like your attention if that makes sense so which kind of kind of conflicts with the idea of like a live performance (laughs) in the way because in a live performance you like you like kind of are demanding people's attention like they're there to be part of the audience to be like you know hopefully like captured by a performance and like made to feel something so I kind of like took those took took the music and just like expanded on it uh, more than more than I would have for the actual record. So had some parts where I, I like, re- recorded some poetry and, like, um, resampled some voice stuff and tried to make it, like, fun for, like, a live audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. <laughs> it was great. I really enjoyed it, especially seeing some of these compositions we've been listening to for uh, – uh, the record's been done for about uh, nine months now, and we've been playing it in the store, but it was a, a process to get the, the vinyl out. So we were waiting on that, um, and now here we are. But it was fun to hear these pieces expanded on. Um, and, you know, for my brother and I performing the jingles, um, yeah, it's it's a similar thing where, uh, as Jade was saying, you don't necessarily – you. None of these were composed with the thought of them being performed live necessarily. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and so as Joe and I were um, working, like practicing the jingles, which we all did. Yes, that was our day yesterday. was, uh, okay, now we have to learn all these jingles to play them tonight. <laughs> um, we were like, okay, I guess we can they're – all, they're all like 45 seconds to a minute and that's not your you know, traditional uh, song length. So we expanded some of them a little bit. Um, but I think that our performance tended to be more like, okay, we're playing to a bunch of locals and they're going to they're gonna find these funny because they're remembering these businesses. And so that's we're, – we're very well versed in like uh, playing to the uh, esoterica of the audience. Um, that's kind of our, our bread and butter as musicians here. <laughs> so uh, now the, the – the the record is out and you had those for sale last night and the cassettes you said will be like a week or two yeah they're just uh you know there's only one big cassette duplicator left in the country <laughs> and they're True. they're pretty well backed up now because uh, cassettes are one of the last affordable uh, production mediums I guess if you want those physical objects so uh where can folks uh purchase these yeah uh just wonderfair.bandcamp.com would be um the place where we've got you can check check the music out there and also make your purchase if you would like to get them in the mail or uh come on down to wonderfair please uh we these were all composed specifically for the place so uh best enjoyed on site in in C two, uh, I, I, I think is the uh, technical term. Well, hey, Paul and Jade, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. This has been a whole lot of fun. Thanks so much, Nick. Thank you.
Thanks to Jade Rose and Paul DeGeorge for talking with me. The Sounds of Wonderfair Volume 1 and Sounds from the Haunted Bathroom are out now on vinyl and cassette, respectively. You can find both at wonderfair.bandcamp.com. Follow Wonderfair on Twitter and Instagram at Wonderfair, and get more info on the shop and gallery at wonderfair.com. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at fromInspiredPod, and just launched our Instagram at fromaninspiredby. Check it out for selections from the Vinyl Vault here at Nuthouse Studios. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please set up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking the music of Looking for Alaska, Runaways, and more with composer Siddhartha Kozla. Until then, thanks for listening. Change your address. Now you now get sent to Ada River Mark. Cover it with cheese, fill it up with gravy. You live.